Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Welcome to episode 101 of Section 138, an emergency podcast. Uh, the Blue Jays, George Springer, six years, $150 million. As always, joined by Bryson and Jacob. They did it. I am in shock right now. Oh my lord. I think we all are. How this night started, how this night started with the report from, I can't remember his name, but all due respect to him, Brandon Kuhn. Sitting in a barber shop, getting a haircut, reporting the news. <laughs> it's slowly, slowly built up. We, I remember we, we all texted each other right away saying, hey, look, do you guys see this? And then right away, all of us, we let's not look too much into it. It slowly got better. All the big boys came into play. And just before we started this, it is confirmed by Jeff Passan. And of course, we have the deal. They did it. They beat the Mets. Also, the funny thing I wanted to also mention right before we were about to record like we got a few tweets i believe it was from it was either ken i think it was john Heyman. somebody tweeted trying to scroll through twitter and it's absolutely blown up but they said uh deal is said something about it's finalized and then right before we were about to come on it was like actually hold on it's not finalized blue jays only have a 70 percent chance of signing him so we're like okay so is this going to be a a five minute thing or is this going to be until a 2 a.m type of uh, marathon Quickly, Mark. Two before you go, we're getting we're getting reports now of the Mets what the Mets offered them, and they offered them around a one twenty to one hundred and twenty five million dollars. So there you go. I think that's going to change the dynamic of this a little bit. I think we're going to be looking a little bit different at this deal now that we know that the Mets' closest offer was uh, one hundred twenty million dollars. But yeah, and now we have Ben Nicholson Smith saying that George Springer has just landed in Florida expected to take the physical uh we're gonna finalize things hopefully so yeah i want to learn before we get to our thoughts about this deal and what we think about the number and like i just said the number on the other side of things for the mets how did you guys first learn about this deal what was the moment because as you mentioned we were going through this all night glued to twitter for me i couldn't find my phone i placed (laughs) it on the other side of the desk where i'd never put it and i could not find it for the first 30 seconds, so I couldn't post, and I was freaking out. Um, what about you guys? Honestly, I it's – what time is it? I think it was at probably about like 10.50 when it was announced. So I was just in my uh, – I was in my house just locking it up and everything, just ready to go to bed. And then I, I think I, I got a Discord notification saying, you know, uh, George Springer had signed. So I was like, oh, did I just miss something because I didn't have my phone. And then I – literally i have notifications on for everybody that i follow on twitter so my feed was just absolutely blowing up and i was like oh, this is actually real it's it's not just you know a rumor not just somebody that i've haven't heard about yet reporting it it's it's legit and i just admittedly i almost passed out like i just <laughs> i was about to fall asleep just so, from excitement okay eight i have the text eight forty two p.m i texted both of you this may be happening. You know what I'm talking about. Cannot confirm or deny. 
And Mark, your first words were, I saw the tweet, but it's kind of sketchy. <laughs> and slowly and slowly, it became more credible as more people started to higher up, I guess, all due respect to everybody. And we finally got news of this. And we find, and like I said, right before we started recording, we got the full details. And I've ever, ever since 8.42, I've been glued to Twitter. So I'm sure you guys are all in the same boat. Yep. It's been a mad dash to the finish line, both on Twitter Instagram, I don't know about you guys, but I've gotten probably about 20 or 30 DMs. Some people saying they have information, some of them being credible, some of them not. Some people just asking questions. It's been a crazy mad dash. And again, we want to give credit to Brendan Kuhn, who is at underscore B-K-U-H underscore on Twitter, who is the first one to report this. And then um, Joey Vendetta of Sportsnet kind of quasi confirmed it at one point early on. And then We didn't hear anything for a while, and then all the big names were starting to come out saying the Blue Jays were close to it. But let's get down to the actual signing. So five years, six, or excuse me, six years, $150 million. Is that too much for a guy like George Springer who is going into his age 32 season? You know what? I, I, it's hard to tell because when you, when you look at it mathematically, $25 million a season, it's not awful. I mean, I think it's fair to say that that's probably what the Blue Jays were going to have to pay. I mean, obviously he wanted, uh, I think it was $30 million a season or something around that, you know, uh, but the Blue Jays ended up, you know, giving him the money he wanted over an extra year. But as of right now, and for the next couple seasons, I think it's it's fair. I mean, George Springer, we, we've talked about this, you know, for the past two months now, how he's a good player. So it, I think it's definitely fair. However... For six years, I mean, obviously, you can kind of maybe work work things out a little bit weirder where you, you know, you pay him less money towards the end of his contract and, you know, the majority of it uh, early on. But for the most part, um, if you if you were to kind of have this continue for the or you're going to have it continue for the entire the entirety of these six years. So, you, you know, you kind of expect good performance out of somebody for that entire time. And like we said, it'll be 38 when the contract is up. So will he be worth 25 million in six years or even in four or five? I certainly hope so. I think he's definitely, he's not a bad player, like we've said. So it's just long-term deals do kind of come with this risk. But I think as of right now, the Blue Jays, you know, they, they have their guy. They have a guy that will definitely take them, to another level, at least for the next couple of years with this current core. Yeah, you know what? Um, I believe he's 31. I, is that the age? He's 31? I uh, believe it is. He's 31 yeah. right now, but it'll be 32. Like, he's entering yeah. his age 32 season. All right. Before I get my thoughts, here's the potential lineup on paper. Biggio, Springer, Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel, Randall Gritchick, Rowdy Tellez, and Danny Jansen. That is is a stacked lineup. And when you want to talk about the deal now, this is something that you kind of experience in all of professional sports with, I guess, players who are signing these long-term deals when they're getting to their early 30s, late 20s, early 30s. And the one thing that you have to take a look at this is it's six years. He's 31 now. If you were to get four seasons of him being elite, I think it's an absolute win. And I think there's a legitimate possibility that, that he has done so. And I was looking at in those four hours where I couldn't get off of Twitter, there was numbers and sorry, huge amounts of numbers coming in. I can't even talk. I'm so excited. There lots of numbers coming in. And I saw one in particular chart where it showed how 
each season since his rookie year, he has pretty much cut his strikeouts in half. His cutout, he is cutting his strikeouts in half based off, and strikeouts for the entire league continue to grow each year. So he's gotten better at the plate when it comes to striking out and putting the ball in play as he's gotten older. And things like this, he's going to be elite. He's a positive war player. He's an all-star. We know the OPS. We don't even need to talk about the numbers of how elite he is. And the one thing, too, is he, the Jays gave him exactly what he wanted, 150. They didn't go under. They didn't go over. And we knew, I guess, probably a few weeks ago, almost a month ago, that the first offer was around $120 million, $125 million. So it was well under his asking price. And it seems that the Mets didn't really change their stance. And a lot of the word is, too, that the Mets began to back off as they got Francisco Lindor. But um, <laughs> as they got Francisco Lindor. So the thing with George Springer is he's got six years. He's going to play the six years here. He's going to get his $150 million. And I'm happy they gave it to him, honestly. Uh, I just This is something they needed. The last, last winter, they proved to the world that they were legit with Hunjin Ryu. And this winter... They, they took another step forward, and they are could easily be better than, I guess, other teams in the division like the Tampa Bay Rays. Maybe they can compete with the New York Yankees. Who knows? We'll see what happens. There's still lots of free agency to go. They're going to add more players. We know that. But a lot of these projections that we spoke about, like I believe we were playing the, the that thing where – or that segment a few weeks ago where I did the unlikely certain thing with you guys. I'm sure a lot of it is going to change with this signing in particular in terms of where they're going to sit what the lineup looks on paper and they're going to be doing a lot more, but it's just, um, and it's, it's looking like the Jays too are still looking as Ken Rosenthal has just tweeted that the blue Jays are still trying for free agent, Michael Brantley and Mark, you were the one that introduced this on the weekend of the potential possibility of bringing these two guys in. This is crazy. Uh, they're not done. And that's the best part about this. They're not done. And they made one of the biggest signings in franchise history tonight in George Springer. The deal is worth it. You're going to get more good years out of him than not, and that's why it's completely worth it based off his numbers. You guys go ahead. Right. It's more than just one of the largest deals in franchise history. It is the largest deal in franchise history. I think the second closest deal is Vernon Wells, who signed, if I'm not mistaken, a 70 or $120 million extension back in 2006, 2007. So this blows that out of the water. If you look at Biggest free agent deals, we're talking Russell Martin, who we mentioned last week, Hyunjin Ryu, AJ Burnett, guys like that, um, who, you know, still blowing those deals out of the water by almost doubling them. So this is an insane amount of money. And let me go on the record. It is too much money. But oh, but I will, I will clarify that statement by saying it's worth it. it he isn't. Like I mentioned last week, you have to overpay to get guys like this, and the Blue Jays are doing exactly that. This is what the market demands to get players like this, and I think it's entirely appropriate for them to pay this kind of money. You may look at the comparison of the Mets offering $125 million, but they obviously didn't want Springer as much as the Blue Jays did. And you look at the comparison like we mentioned last week, you have to overpay for guys to come to Toronto. You're going to have to overpay this season because you don't know where the Blue Jays are playing. So when you combine all those factors, you combine the fact that just this deal is awesome. It's exciting. It's incredible to see this happen. Um, it's it it's perfect. I, I can't complain right now. Maybe years down the road, I'll be... Um, arguing and complaining about it, but that's not for tonight. Tonight we celebrate. Jacob, before you I, before you add on to something, I just have a question for everybody out there. We've received comments all winter 
The Blue Jays are interested in everybody. They don't do anything. Blah, blah, blah. Where are you now? Where are you? Serves you right. Where are you? Where are the Shapiro haters? Where are the Atkins haters? Where are the where are the runner up jokes? Where are they? I'll wait. That's all. That, that's enough. That's all we have to say. <laughs> we can sign off now. We've said enough. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's serious. Like the Blue Jays were, you know, we had our doubts. I'm not gonna lie. Like you know, you could go back and listen. I said the Mets all along. Yeah, yeah, you can go back and listen to our last podcast and hear us saying, you know, literally the title of the episode is is time running out for the Blue Jays to make a move, for the Blue Jays to sign George Springer. Um, because that's what it seemed like the Blue Jays were trending towards. But I don't think any of us really at any point said this would be a failure of an offseason. Because I think we saw the acquisitions, we saw the interest, and we said, you know, they're not going to come up empty-handed. Even if they don't get a A-list or star like George Springer, they're not going to come up empty-handed. And, I mean, we're seeing it here. So, I mean, for those people who are... I, I know we're not going to hear anything more from them this offseason and the next offseason. They'll just come roaring back saying the exact same thing. But remember this moment. The Blue Jays did what they were going to They said they were going to do. And that's all we have to say about that. I was just going to say, when I, you know, kind of the overanalyzer side of me, I'm one of the first things I'm doing right now is looking at their the Blue Jays, uh, their depth chart. And I think it's fair to say that we all know Teoscar Hernandez and uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. are going to take take over in uh, center in right field and left field, but when I look at their you know the other guys, obviously we you know we've talked about Derek Fisher, we Kevin Biggio is kind of a you know uh, go around the around the field type guy, but when you look at the other outfielders that they've kind of relied on in Randall Grichuk and Jonathan Davis, I wonder you know how does that get dealt with? I mean Randall Grichuk, if I'm not mistaken, is going to make just under 10 million dollars this this season nine nine and a third actually so you know I, ha- I have to imagine that the Blue Jays are not just going to want to you know have him be the fourth outfielder because I, th- I think it's fair to say George Springer is going to be the starting center fielder so it, uh, it'll be very interesting to see you know if I, I've said this before over the last couple months you know if George Springer were to come to the Blue Jays I predicted Randall Grichik would get traded uh, that was also before the the Francisco uh, Lindor moves but still I think you know how do you how do you deal with having you know nearly 10 million dollars potentially sitting on the bench for a lot of uh, a lot of your season you know it's just definitely a good problem to have and I'm happy to look into it but you know it's just it is crazy you know the Blue Jays have three I'm gonna say this right now they have three elite outfielders and it'll be interesting to see how they want to deal with you know their other guys who previously were you know, doing fine but you know, now there's, you know, there's a lot more competition in, uh, on this, uh, on this roster for them. Yeah. And the more we're hearing, it just seems like ever since that Lindora trade, it just, I guess the Mets began to back off, but even Jacob, like you're mentioning this outfield without the possibility of getting Michael Brantley. Now, do you guys think with or without Brantley, the Blue Jays make a move before the spring in terms of, I guess, clearing room, pretty much everything that Jacob just went over. This is without Michael Brantley. So pretty much what you're saying is, even if Michael Brantley comes, a deal is even more possible, almost 100%. But without Michael Brantley, is something else going to happen with some sort of shakeup in the outfield? Yeah, I think with Michael Brantley, 100%, there's a deal happening. I think it's Randall Groshek. I think that's who we all think it is. Without Michael Brantley, I'll put it at 50-50. I think the Blue Jays are content with what they have now, and they can get past um, with what they have now in terms of 
you know, squeezing in playing time for Grishik, for Hernandez, for Gurriel, but I, I think they would still be pushing for a deal and would still want to get rid of someone like Randall Grishik. Yeah, same thing. If if they do somehow manage to acquire Michael Brantley, then, you know, for sure, Randall Grichik, you know, I like him. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, no disrespect to him, but I think he's gone if that happens. But if a deal isn't made, I don't know. I mean, it, it is difficult because if you're talking about a trade, you know, Randall Grichik's not terrible, but at the same time, you know, you, you'd maybe have to throw in a little bit more in order to get maybe a return that you're justifying. And also, you know, the $10 million or nearly $10 million, that's, you know, relative to other sports, that's not a ton of money, but $10 million is still not a small amount of money. So they would, uh, they, they would have to kind of justify that. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to keep it as of right now, if they don't acquire him, Mark, you're probably more accurate, you know, with a 50, 50, they might just leave it. Uh, because I believe he's only under contract until I want to say it's 2025 is the year that he 2024 is... off season. So, okay, so yeah, going yeah. into the 20 yeah, so mm-hmm. he you know that is only a co- still a couple more years, so it will be. I don't think it would last for the entirety of that that contract, but I think maybe from this season's perspective and going into this year, it, they might just see what they have in him. Uh, and see what they have with their current roster, you know, m- maybe just until uh, trade deadline, something like that. Yeah, I got his contract right here, and it's it's a five-year deal, $52 million for Randall Grichik. Uh He's going to be making nine, just under $10 million in 2021. In 20, or, yeah, in 2021, sorry. 2022 and 2023 are going to be the exact same. $9.33 million, so more of a, it was more of a, I, it's a balanced contract, but yeah, it's something maybe on the, the marks with that but I guess before we wrap it up too are the Jays done with these big names I don't know yeah that's another thing people I don't know why but they've seemed to be obsessed also with Trevor Bauer tonight so what do you see happening there are the Blue Jays still in the market for a big name like that we're seeing they're still in the market for like a a B-list name someone like Michael Brantley who's not a star but still a very good player so does that mean they still have the money the the space, the time to spend on someone like Bauer, who, you know, we know the Blue Jays are strong contenders for. They're probably right up there with the Angels in terms of likelihood to sign him. Are they still going to be involved for him? I'm going to say yes, just because they need a starting pitcher. And I'm when you look at the Blue Jays, they, we've said this over the last few years, or the last uh, couple of weeks, the, the, most of their core is on rookie contracts. Obviously now there's, you know, $25 million that they owe to, to George Springer. They owe Hyunjin Ryu 20 million. Uh, they, obvi- they owe Tanner Rourke 12, you know, so there, there's not, uh, it's not like there's, or they are still spending money, but they still have money left. And also I, even if they didn't have enough money to blow somebody like Trevor Bauer out of the water, I think it's fair to say that they're still going to try and, uh, try and pursue him. Uh, but like you said, Mark, also maybe not necessarily stars, but still guys that can easily get the job done. You know, we've talked about guys like Jake Odorizzi, uh, Taiwan Walker, all throughout the offseason. You know, they uh, definitely still should be targeted. Uh, the Blue Jays need a starting pitcher, even with the, the two. I believe they signed, uh, who was it? They signed they signed a few tonight, uh, today, uh, a few bullpen guys, but they still need starting pitching. So, they're, they will definitely need to acquire somebody, whether it's somebody like Tra- Trevor Bauer, who they can say, you know, we'll give you what you ask for or, you know, slightly less. Or they say, 
okay, you know, th- this guy that maybe isn't, you know, an ace, but still can get the job done, you know, we'll, we'll sign you too. Yeah, uh, Jacob, uh, sorry for leaving you out in the dark like that with the names. I'm, I'm, I'm guess me and Mark are still uh, just going through all these Twitter, everything, Instagram. But here's the thing, and Jacob, I completely forgot about this until you just mentioned it. Yes, we know about the Tyler Chatwood signing, but the Blue Jays signed Kirby Yates earlier today <laughs> in case everyone forgot. Uh, this guy, an all-star in 2019, an ERA below or, or below two. Last year, he was, um, I believe it was only five or six starts. Uh, he was injured, but a massive addition if Yates can get healthy and look like what he did in 2019 and uh, before that. But yeah, uh, they're still going to be adding, and there's no question that I think they'll still be somewhat involved for Trevor Bauer and JT Rio Muto. So those are the top two remaining names. And I was wrong about Springer, and I said on the record, I was ho- I hope I was wrong, and I hope I'm wrong with this, because signing Trevor Bauer, I think that would just explode the roof off of this city right now, even though... A lot of us are fine with the Springer deal as it is. Like, it's just, it's so weird to see a free agent come here. I, I don't understand the, like, it's just something we don't really experience a lot. Yes, Ryu last year, but George Springer tops that from last year. All due respect to Ryu in terms of the number. It's just, it's very, I don't know how to explain it. It's just something that Jays fans don't really experience. But yeah, Kirby Yates today and Tyler Chatwood, that more of a depth signing, but Kirby Yates, that could potentially be a very, very high-end reward if he gets back in on track. And there's Michael Brantley rumors. More rumors are coming into play. So hopefully when we report on news, there's no you know, bash from other people on social media saying, oh, they're interested in everybody. I think this has changed a lot of it now, and a lot of the Shapiro haters and Atkins haters will be going quiet for a long time. But safe to say, I'm sure they'll, they'll show up again at some point. Who knows? But massive day for the Blue Jays. Massive. I honestly can't believe I forgot Kirby Yates' name. It's just literally the past it, right now it's eleven thirty. the past honestly like two hours have just been flooded by you know all these different uh these twitter users and they're all tweeting and mentioning a million other names and it's funny with instagram not necessarily being sh- uh, the post not shown in chronological order <laughs> so I, sometimes i see you know signings from three days ago happen today and actually with the kirby eights funny thing is, is i said this to mark literally right as i opened instagram uh, to to look at the George Springer post, I get a notification saying Kirby Yates is signed with the Blue Jays. I was like, well, well okay, that's perfect timing. Um, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of a lot of stuff happening right now. It's 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 funny and it's it's awesome. It's been an overwhelming, I guess, what like twenty five hours at this point. We're recording this eleven thirty at night on the Tuesday, obviously the day that George Springer is signed, and we had the last night the news that the Blue Jays signed Tyler Chatwood. We had this morning the news that they signed Kirby Yates um, or close to a deal, you know, pretty much official or or as close to official as we can get. Um, And then now within the span of 25 hours, we have the biggest deal in Blue Jay franchise history signing George Springer, 150 million. Um, It's really been overwhelming. It's been crazy, but it's awesome to see the fruition of an off season of work Time was running out, but the Blue Jays finally, finally um, got the deal. I want to ask you guys, um, before we go to some thoughts from listeners and questions they might have, um, what do you guys think this deal has in terms of an impact on the Blue Jays this season? Where 
where were your expectations for the Blue Jays before this deal and where are they now? Because for me, I think it's gone from the Blue Jays being, you know, competing for a wild card to being a guaranteed wild card and um, a, a very strong contender for ALE's champs. And I would say probably a favorite for ALE's champs and getting deep into the postseason. I'm saying a ALCS, um, at least ALCS. Um, I don't know what you guys think on that, but that's what I'm going to put it out there right now. You can, we're going to be in October. I'm going to play this audio back, but I'm saying Blue Jays, ALCS, uh, sure. Why not? They lose in six games to the, I don't know. The Yankees. Okay, there's my prediction. What do you guys think? Uh, oh, as for actual like end end of season results, I'd have to think for a second. Let's but... ju- let's just start. Yeah, let's just start with you know how this how this deal changes your perception of how the Blue Jays will do this season. Uh, I think I'll have to go right with uh, right with you there and say they're going to the ALCS. If not the World Series, or Sorry, hold on. They're going to the World Series, if not the ALCS. Man, I can't even. I can't even think right now. I, honestly, the Blue Jays. I'm gonna go out and say it. They probably have one of the best outfields in baseball right now. Top three starters. Uh, infield is a work in progress. You know, people are still developing, but they have a very, very good team. And like you said, Mark, it takes them from, you know, a good team. You know, they obviously they were. I think it was four games over 500 this season. They they made the playoffs. You know, it was a big. Uh, jump in the right direction but now on top of the fact that this team has now been to the playoffs and has has uh, started to gain major league experience they now add a superstar and they might not even be done I mean we could come we could have another emergency episode in you know two days maybe if they sign Trevor Bauer but as of as of right now I'm going to say the Blue Jays are going to the to the I know if I say World Series, it's going to sound too bold, but I'm going to say at least the American League Championship Series. Go for it. You know what? Fine. uh, Major League Baseball had the Blue Jays. Hey, I'm just saying, Jacob, Jacob, you were the one, the very first one to predict the playoffs (laughs) in 2020. Go ahead. It's good luck. Do it. Do it. You know what? I'm saying the Blue Jays uh, lose to the Padres in seven games. Okay. Okay. Should be I mean in the World Series in the World Series yes uh, should be interesting I I want to say they'd win but I feel like I'll be pushing my luck a little bit there but I they're definitely they're definitely taking us deep into the into the fall and into the winter this season uh, I'm just I'm in shock guys I don't like I'm just looking many people are still tweeting here the the names that these guys missed out on all of the just everything even last night with the Tyler Chatwood signing the complete 180 we had from what the heck are we doing? Why why is this guy being signed? Blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, people trying to explain to others that it's a depth signing to this. And it's it's crazy. And I mentioned this about 20 minutes ago. I guess I'll say it again quickly before I give my predictions. You guys, with your one word... Um, actually, wait, no. Now it's more of a slam dunk. But I was what was I was going to say was when we did this, this segment, I said the Tampa Bay Rays... Mark and I said possible. Jacob, I believe you may have said likely. I, I'm not too sure about that one, but I know we both said possible. That's got to be certain now, no? Oh, 100%. 100%? Yeah, that's certain, I think. Yeah, so we're all on the same page with that. And why not challenge the Yankees? Why? I don't under, I don't see why um, the Blue Jays can't be talked about them on paper. You know, lot, lots can change for sure. Injuries can happen, but this team on paper, they've, 
they've got to be up there with the Yankees. And Mark, you you nailed it of them going from a possible wild card contender to a for certain wild card a wild card team. So at worst now this team will be a wild card team. And um, yeah, we there's lots of bold predictions. Jacob, you were talking about it too briefly about these bold predictions that came out. I can't remember the guy's name, but he did say the Jays were going to the World Series. He did say that, and we spoke about this before these signings or this signing tonight. So maybe it's not as bold as it once was, but uh, you know, a, a deep playoff run for this city. We know what happened in 2015, 2016, especially 2015, as that was more of the entertaining year. Um, you know, no pun intended to the 2016 team, but. It would just be it would be very special if this if the Jays can do something special or make something happen out of this season. Lots of uncertainty still where they're gonna play, attendance, all of that. It's still gonna look different. But George Springer will be here long term and he will be here past this season. The biggest signing in franchise history. This team, legitimate contenders for sure. And um I just I'm I'm completely overwhelmed and shocked of the complete one eighty that we all went through in terms of emotions from last night. Going through some listener responses that we have right now, um, people are certainly pumped up about this, but the main concern is whether they overpaid for, um, for, for Springer. And like I said earlier, we've already discussed this, but that's what you have to pay. It, 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 and you know, like, I, I think Joel Sherman actually tweeted this. Um, yeah, he said, I think the Blue Jays had to pay what amounts to a Canada slash Buffalo tax to finally win a star player. But for where the Jays are in their win cycle, going what probably was an extra sixth year makes sense for the organization for this player. So that's that pretty much sums it up. It makes sense for the Blue Jays and they had to pay it for what they want to do and because of the team that they are. We've talked about Trevor Bauer. We've talked about Michael Brantley. Someone brings up JT Romuto. What do you see as a Blue Jays situation in that market? We saw them their name bouncing around. We saw them as strong contenders along with the Phillies, but it never seemed like it was real, real heavy um, interest from the Blue Jays. So where do you think they sit now in relation to, to that catcher? I'm going to say that they're not going to be overly active in pursuing him. I, I, I can't remember what I said when we originally talked about this, but I, I have a feeling I probably said the same thing. Uh, I trust Danny Jansen, Alejandro Kirk, still relatively unproven because very small sample size, but I don't think that they're going to go out and say, we're going to, we're going to acquire a, a, a catcher and then basically scramble the rest of them. Because if, if they get, if they were to sign him, we know Alejandro Kirk is going to be the third catcher, you know, split time between Buffalo and Toronto. Uh, Danny Jansen will have a slightly limited role. I don't think the Blue Jays are really willing to do that. I think, this George Springer deal kind of shows that, you know, the corner outfields uh, positions were filled by young players who they expect to carry them for the next five, six plus years. And with Randall Gritchick, you know, no disrespect to Gritchick, but I just, I don't think that he was part of their long-term plan, at least in this core, uh, where George Springer obviously now is. So I, I don't think that necessarily Real Muto will be uh, heavily pursued by the Blue Jays, just simply because you know, the Blue Jays have catchers. And I mean, obviously they had outfielders, but I don't think that catchers necessarily where they're going to improve. Also, like I've said, they need pitchers. And if they're going to do something, I would rather them do that first, even if it means they also get him. But, you know, I just, now that the hype of George Springer is finally among us, I think the Blue Jays, they have to focus on their needs right now. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the JT Rio Muto thing, I think all three of us were just like, um, we were just, it didn't, didn't make sense. You have Danny Jansen, you have uh, Alejandro Kirk, and you got other people in the system, but it just, you, who knows what the budget is? Because they obviously have a budget from Rogers, what they're going to spend, and they, they just gave away $150 million of it. Worth it, though. We, we already discussed that. Anyways, and if you want to still sign arms that are in need, and if you want to look into somebody still like Trevor Bauer, you can't rule it out. You just can't. It just now it doesn't seem that it makes sense. But I'm, this team surprised me with this George Springer signing. But um, it doesn't. I'm, I was never really too high on the JT rumors, but it's something to take note of. Um, you fit. You'd figure they'd kind of backtrack a little bit. And uh, I guess an example was the the Mets is for the Springer news. They backed off of the they backed off of Springer after Lindor was acquired, and it would only make sense that the Blue Jays, I guess, slightly step back. Uh, I'm not going to say completely, but it just it doesn't it didn't make sense to me at the time. It still doesn't make sense. Obviously, the signing doesn't change that because it's different position. But in terms of um, in terms of um, position wise and all of that, it's just going to be it's a little different. But for money for money wise, uh, just it doesn't make as much sense. Mark, on the last podcast on the weekend, you were mentioning names out there, Paxton, Oder Rizzi, many others. I can't even, I'm just so overwhelmed right now. But those were the two that I remember uh, for sure. And it's, you know, the Jays are, aren't done. That's the best part about this this Michael Brantley thing. I would not be surprised if this happens now. I just, the same agency with George Springer, good friends with George Springer. And if this happens, then you're screaming some sort of move that's going to be made, maybe a trade. But for Randall Grichik too, I don't want to hate on Randall Grichik too much. Um, I think at the time he signed this extension, I think it was the right move for them because at the time they were a rebuilding team. And, you know, the fact was that you needed to overpay for him to stay here. You didn't want him going on the market because it was getting to a point where if you lost someone like him, then the Blue Jays really had nobody at the time. So Randall Grichik's filled this spot in perfectly. I'm still not convinced that... He's going to be gone for 2021, but I think if they were going to make a move that it would be him, he would be the odd man out. But don't be surprised he's still floating around in 2021. And with George Springer now here, does that mean that Teoscar Hernandez moves even more, spends even more time as a DH? Because, I mean, you're going to have no choice but to do something like that. The the outfielder, based off of numbers, is crowded as it is now. And if you bring in someone like Michael Brantley, then that's just screaming for some sort of move. But starting pitchers are still an area of need. I'm sure they're not done with bullpen arms. And you cannot rule out JT Realmuto. So I I don't know. But uh, I'm not after what this team pulled off these past 24 hours. Because it seems like those were the deciding factors. That th- this past day is when they gained momentum and pretty much passed the Mets was was today. So that's why I won't rule anything out. And it just, pr- it just proves too that things can change in a matter of days. Uh, these past few months, all of us, or especially me, I was not convinced at all. And I remember texting you guys earlier tonight before it was official that I was slowly gaining optimism. I just, I had that feeling and um, believe me or not, cause you don't have to, but I had some sort of feeling that something was up and I'm, you know, rejoice. It's, it's happening. The biggest signing in franchise history, but uh, I don't know what else you guys think. It's just, it's just crazy right now. I think the craziest part about this is that I actually have to go to bed soon. Like, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to just, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to oh, I'm not sleeping. get so hyped no. up about this and then just, well, yeah, you don't, you just don't sleep. That's the solution. Yeah. This feels like a kid on Christmas morning. Honestly, it's just, it's, this is a great time to be a blue Jays fan. Yeah. And I just want to say, I don't want to rub this in anyone's faces, 
But in episode 99, a couple weeks ago, I did say that the Blue Jays had a good chance of getting George Springer now that the, the Mets had traded for Francisco Lindor. And then today we saw a similar report saying after they got Lindor, the Mets kind of took a step back. They weren't as intense in their pursuit of Springer. So not to, not to say I was right, but I was right. Hey, all due respect to Steve Cohen. All due respect to Steve Cohen, what they, uh, the decisions they made uh, today, obviously the right decisions for the baseball club. But in, on, in terms of on-field product, they chose Francisco Lindor. We chose George Springer. We can go our separate ways now, and I just, I, it's, it's great, great news. Anyways, and and going back to what we were talking about, JT Romuto, I think, you know, he was always kind of a plan C or a plan D. It was always if they didn't get Lemayhu, if they didn't get Springer, if they didn't get Bauer, then maybe they would get JT Romuto. But I think now that they have Springer, Romuto doesn't matter, right? It, it was always if they can't get an elite player somewhere else, they'll go for Romuto, but. Now it doesn't matter. Um, and, and talking about what you said about Grishik, like looking back at that deal, hindsight is twenty twenty. right? Now we know that Teoscar Hernandez has broken out. He's an amazing hitter. Um, at the time that they signed uh, Randall Grishik to an extension, he I, I don't think um, Lourdes Goriel Jr. was even in the outfield yet. I think that was a season. They signed him at the beginning of the season that he went down to the minors, transitioned to the outfield. So I I, <laughs> I think that hindsight is 2020 and if you're in that situation look at the deal maybe it's a little bit questionable but knowing what the blue jays knew then it's not the worst thing in the world of course now it's a little bit of a mistake but we can live through it we can trade him we can get someone else pitcher wise for it um i want to wrap up our conversation now with one last thought from you guys what do you think would capitalize the perfect off season for the blue jays right is it complete now? Are we are we happy just walking away with Tyler Chatwood, uh, Robbie Ray, Kirby Yates, and George Springer? Because we got the pitching somewhat. We got the outfielder. We don't really have infield help, but that was never something that had to happen. Can you walk away from this offseason being happy if the Blue Jays make no more deals? Or do you think they have to make another deal? And if you do, what deal do you want them to make? Who do you want them to go after? Well, I think... The off season is probably ninety percent complete. I've said, like I said, I, I've said all throughout the off season, I want them to acquire a starting pitcher, and I still think that's what they need. Obviously, with Tyler Chatwood, Kirby Yates, very good additions to the bullpen, and, and those moves I'm happy with. I'm not at all complaining about those. Um, but at the same time, I still want some type of third starter or second starter, you know, depending on the, the quality of the starter they choose, to come to this team. And I know a lot of people are going to say Trevor Bauer. Is that a possibility? I mean, to be completely honest, I think the Blue Jays, I think they'll be active in pursuing him. Do I think Trevor Bauer will pick the Blue Jays? I mean, who after today, maybe he says this team actually looks like it's going to be very good. But you got to think, he's also, uh, he, he's been very vocal on social media about how how uh, how much he's been talking to the other teams that have also been pursuing him. So I think you might end up seeing, you know, a Jake Odorizzi, Taiwan Walker type deal where, you know, he fits the Blue Jays' needs. He's going to do very well for the team, but isn't, you know, he's not the George Springer of the rotation. He's he's a guy that will basically do what he's asked to do. And, you know, who knows, maybe something like 2016 where they signed Hap 
and everybody was angry about why it wasn't uh, David Price, and well, Jay Happ ended up being an ace for three years. So, who knows? Maybe that's what we see. I think they do need a starting pitcher, and I'm going to... Pre- if it's not Trevor Bauer, I think... I, I want to hold that possibility still in my mind, but I think for the most part it's not... It's going to be somebody somebody along the lines that basically the plethora of... I, I don't want to call them B-tier starters, but you, you get what I mean. They're, they're not aces, but they're, they're guys that are going to definitely uh, fill that rotation and do a very good job at it. The offseason is nearly complete. I don't think it's complete just yet. There's lots of touch-ups they have to do. The starting rotation is um, something of an area of need still. Jake Odorizzi, all these names. Taiwan Walker, I would love to see Taiwan Walker come back. He's expressed so many times on Twitter of his interest in staying here. There's been lots of tweets where he's kind of hinted at it. I would love to see him come back. Jake Odorizzi, other names, James Paxson, how cool would that be? But they need. I still think they need to add a starter. I think we're still one starter away from it being nearly complete. But if you were to tell me they would walk away the offseason today on this date after George Springer completely finished, uh, I would make. I would say I would call it acceptable. I would either give it a B plus or an A minus. Maybe an A minus probably at best. They need a few more touch ups. Maybe a little bit more arms in the bullpen. And uh, one more starter, and um, that that would nearly complete it for me. And add, for a team where they were at the beginning of this offseason to the end, then I think it would be almost complete and almost the best possibility, best case scenario for them. And yeah, I guess you can't rule out Trevor Bauer. I just from the start, I just wasn't too keen on the possibility of it. Not because they couldn't afford him, just because of his preference of playing. But he's been meeting with the team. Maybe this appeals him a little bit, but I'm sure he can be appealed by the LA Dodgers roster as well and other teams out west uh, like the Angels. But this definitely helps the Jays around the entire league as well. It gives them that look that we're finally for real. We finally got a free agent for that amount of money. It's just so bizarre to see this happen. It's usually a trade where you're giving up your entire farm system. But it's nearly a complete offseason. I'd be fine with the way it ended now, but there's still a few more pieces away for me to say it was complete. Um this year for them. I've just got two names. Colton Wong, Jake Odorizzi. That's all. Those are, those are the guys I want. That would be a perfect offseason for me. Yeah, that's my dream. If I could make anything in the world happen, it'd be Colton Wong, Jake Odorizzi. That's it. That's all I need. It might be too much to ask for now that we've seen the kind of money they've already got in the books. But that that's all I want. I think that would make the perfect team if the Blue Jays get them. They're going to the World Series. I'll say that now. Look at us now. We're all uh, we're all spoiled now with our demands. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> we just want more and more. We're getting greedy. All right. Well, any final thoughts about this before we wrap it up? Uh, no, I think it's just this is a good time to be a Blue Jays fan. Anybody listening, you know, you are you are about to enter probably the best era of Blue Jays baseball ever. With a long window, and to cap it off, spring training is a month away. <laughs> It is, oh, I think opening day, Dan Schulman tweeted, is 73 days away. So it's a couple months, and then we get to see these guys. It's going to come here faster than you think. Yep. Things are looking up. All right. Well, thank you to everyone who listened. Thank you for sticking through, and thank you for listening to this. Our, our scattered thoughts at you know midnight on a Tuesday about the best thing in the world to happen to the Blue Jays um, in the past few years. So thank you very much. Um, We'll catch you probably this weekend. Who knows with the Blue Jays what happens over the next few days. But we'll see you soon.